Hey, 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 guys. You may or may not know that essential oils help relieve anxiety symptoms. I didn't know, y'all, until I found out about lavender oil. During my worst episodes, lavender oil was my go-to remedy. I used it in the shower. I used the oil on my body. I even dabbed some of my pillows and my sheets. And I'm telling y'all, I was knocked out before my head even hit the pillow. Naja Oils, created by Sharonda Hooper, is your one-stop shop for all your essential oil needs. And its mission is to create high-quality products which help to enhance your wellness and your beauty at the same damn time, y'all. So check out Naja Oils. That's N-A-J-A.com. Use the coupon code TOYA, T-O-Y-A, for $5 off your first order. And tell them I sent you. Ooh, 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 hey, 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 Latoya, Latoya, what, what, what's her name? It's Latoya. I told y'all, every time y'all gonna get it. Ah, ah, ah. Hey y'all, hey y'all, how y'all doing? Welcome to Analog Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your thirty somethings and your forty something olds, and we're on a quest to get our analog lives in this digital driven world. How y'all doing? I hope everybody is well. It is the end of the week. This was a great week for me. Um, I've been hanging in there, just working on my business plans and just, you know, getting my entire life. I have so many great things for you guys to check out um, that's coming up. So I hope you guys have have subscribed to my email list. If you haven't, you can go to www.analoggirlpodcast.com. Sign up for my email list there so you will not miss a beat on the things that I have coming up in the very, very near future. I look forward to connecting with you guys. Um, So today is going to be a little bit of a fun. This is going, you know, a lot of my episodes have been pretty heavy. um, And I do, I will always have a a focus on anxiety and mental health. Um, And I want to make, you know, I don't want it to always be um, heavy. You know, we we can have some fun sometimes and talk about some fun things. so today, um, I, you know, well, my, uh, today my anxiety check-in is going to be the episode. Um, actually, um, my anxiety levels were doing just fine um, up until about 15 minutes ago when I read an article and I was like, you know what, um, I have to talk about this with y'all. So this article actually sent my levels through the roof. This article was written by um, someone named Jennifer Renee, and it's on the exonicole.com website. Um, shout out to Nicole. I love her. I've been watching her since the Nicole bitchy days, and she's just revamped and became this beautiful wellness, beautiful being of wellness now. Um, and XO Nicole is a beautiful uh, website, and I love listening to her, and I love uh, reading her articles. Um, and so Jennifer Renee wrote an article that, you know, just stopped me in my tracks, um, and got my anxiety, my my anxiety level sky high y'all like sky high. Uh, the title of the, the, the title of the article is Dwayne and Whitley were never relationship goals. So I'm going to read the beginning parts to you, uh, because I want, I want to let y'all know where, where she lost me. Okay, so I'm going to read this to you. Um, It's one of the most iconic, more memorable, and arguably one of the most talked about moments on black television. Uh, Every 
everyone remembers <clears throat> how they felt the first time or hell, even the hundredth time they watched Dwayne run up the aisle, confess his, lo- confess his love for Whitley and run off into the sunset with his new bride. It's every girl's dream, but it shouldn't be. Honestly, backtrack. It's not every girl's dream for the person that she used to be with to run up the aisle at her wedding and, 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 and interrupt her entire wedding um, and p- after you didn't pay thousands and thousands of dollars and profess his love. That's just not everybody's dream. You just want to be able to get it right the first time. That's number one. Okay. So moving right along. Um, I've literally watched the entire series of A Different World at least 60 times throughout my life, but this time, season five, the season Whitley gets married, burned me to my core. So I'm going to show you guys how she couldn't possibly have watched this show 60 times because first of all, can't nobody watch A Different World as many times as me, except outside from um, my best friend, Takiya. Takiya didn't watch it as many times as me, but we watched this thing in and out every night. We know it from we know it from beginning to end. We know all the seasons except for season one. Nobody was really checking for season one or two like that. I really honestly just be skipping right to season three. So anyway, um, she she goes on to say, at sixteen, this scene was a classic example of a man who was truly in love and puts his pride aside to go after the woman he loves. He realized that he would never find another woman like her and got his shit together to win back the love of his life. Why wouldn't anyone want a man like Dwayne? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Sure, he wasn't the type of man she was attracted to. And okay, maybe he didn't have even a third of the qualities on her checklist, but at least he treated her nice. At least he liked her. At least he, at least, at least, at least. I was only 16, but I knew this much. If my man didn't fight for me like Dwayne fought for Whitley, it wasn't real love. But at 32, this scene has an entirely different message. I'm ashamed to admit that I once thought this was the ideal relationship. As I sat here and watched the season play out, I realized why I was so annoyed and bothered. It hit me. I've met Dwayne's before, and Dwayne was, is, and will forever be trash. Can we, let's just pause for a minute. First of all, Dwayne Wayne, saying that Dwayne Wayne is trash is, it's not even a reach, sis. It's an actual leap. It's a plane ride. It's, it's, it's a, it's a road trip to California from New York. It's just much. It's much. And I, There's no way that you can chalk Dwayne Wayne up to being trash. And we're going to talk about how problematic this article is and how it has sent my anxiety levels to the roof. Because the one reason, the reason that I'm upset about this is like people are going to read this and dissect this classic television show that I watch every night to like go to sleep. And and even through my battle with anxiety and depersonalization, let me tell y'all, I will put my mother can attest to this. I will put a different world on and watch it and just sit and watch it. And it actually brought me back into my body. It brought me back into reality. It calmed me. And to be talking about my show like this is like, this is too much. This is just way too much. So anyway, um, sis travels down memory lane, right? To, to, to prove her point. So she talks about in the first season, um, how Dwayne was after Denise Huxtable. And she says, 
And I quote that uh, Denise, much like Whitley, was completely out of his league. Stop right there. Do we not remember that Denise could not pass a damn class to save her life and that Dwayne got a perfect score on his SATs? That was his claim to fame. That's how he got his ladies on his campus. Do we not know that? Do we not also know that Dwayne didn't really have a problem getting girls? It was just the fact that he liked Denise. There was no league here. They all were going to a school that they, you know, that they both got into the same school. They were taking the same um, classes. Um, There was no league as far as education and it damn sure was no league as far as money. Well, you know what? I take that back. Um, Denise and them did have money. So you had a doctor. She comes from a doctor and a lawyer. Dwayne's father was a bus driver. I don't know what um, uh, Adele did. Um, So I don't know what Patty did. But anyway, we know he comes from Brooklyn. They both come from Brooklyn. You know, so there really wasn't there really wasn't a a major leap as far as the leagues there. So that's dead wrong. Um, And then to say that, you know, it it never stopped him from constantly and often inappropriately forcing himself on Denise. So what does that mean? Are we saying are we saying that Dwayne was like sexually inappropriate, inappropriate houses? What are you talking about? Like where at? So and honestly, I think it was very innocent. It was like he he just saw Denise, this beautiful human being. He loved her her being. He loved her essence. She was so positive. She was so zen. But she was failing her classes, and he really didn't care. So at the end of the day, um, Dwayne, like and Denise, was a settle. That was a settle because for somebody like him who in the, in the path that he was on, um, somebody like Denise would have been a settle for him. So that's like let's 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 call that spade a spade, okay? So anyway, going back as far as this, the first season, this is what she said. Dwayne was constantly making fun of her and harassing and belittling Whitley. And the only reason why people were constantly making fun and harassing and belittling Whitley was because if you if we're going to say it now, uh, Whitley was actually trash. Whitley looked down on, uh, at everybody at the school. Anybody, she basically only talked to Millie at that point in time because Millie came from money and... um. Millie was her minion, you know what I mean? So Millie listened to everything that she, that she would, and any, any kind of request that Whitley had, Millie would do it and she would bow down to Whitley's feet. Okay. So that's really what it was. Whitley always turned her nose up at every single person on that campus because she just felt like if you didn't come up with a certain amount of clout and a certain amount of money, you were trash. And so at the end of the day, everybody else felt that Whitley was trash. So I beg to differ to think that he was constantly making fun of her, harassing her and belittling her. Show me the receipts, sis. And I will tell, I'm telling you, show me the receipts, sis, because I don't think you're right. Um, so where, uh, where we go. So Denise leaves, right? Denise leaves crushing his dream for Einstein babies with hippie style. Um, and so now he's left with no one to fancy in winters in in enters Whitley. Um, the woman, the woman he once considered to be an annoyance has become less repulsive and more like a challenge. Okay. No. So we're going to backtrack. There ain't no in, in enters Whitley. That's not how that happened. So if y'all can recall, there was a time where, um, Whitley had a wedding to go to in Brooklyn and oh, it was her father's wedding actually. And her and Dwayne ended up driving there because Dwayne had to come to Brooklyn to do whatever. So Dwayne goes to the house. He meets Denise. He meets, um, what's his name? Calvin. I don't remember his name. The husband, Denise's husband and Olivia and everybody. 
and he realizes Denise don't went to Africa and then got a man, right? So uh, he's devastated. He's devastated. So he's sitting there talking with Whitley. It ain't like he looked at Whitley and was like, you know what? Well, now um, I might as well just get with you. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. What happened was it was cold. The car broke down. Okay. And if you, anybody knows, you know, in the winter time and you got to start cuddling with somebody that you ain't never thought you was going to cuddle with. And the next thing you know, you like, Ooh, he smelled good. And he like, Ooh, she smelled good. Ooh, her hair looked like, Ooh. And it just happens that way. So they in the back seat cuddling because it's cold and they start having a heart to heart. And he talks about how he, his heart was broken because he really thought that he wanted Denise. It wasn't like he said, you know what, now I'm going, I just hope this car breaks down so I can get in his back seat and fondle and kiss on, on Whitley. That's not what that was. So anyway, they kiss or whatever, and they make a deal that if they still single by the time they become 40, 50, old, however old, that they're going to, they're going to get together. They'll go ha- play bingo together. So they'll meet at the bingo hall and they kiss. It was a right, it was a cute little moment of finally realizing each other. And I think that's what that was. That wasn't a oh well, Denise Denise is married, I might as well get Willie. No, it was a fi- it was a moment of realization for both of them that okay, this is somebody that I could see myself with. But they they immediately went back to reality once the, tr- the tow truck came in on went to the next semester. I mean, I'm sorry, on went to the next episode. All right? So, where we go. So now let's get into the part, the parts of the article that just, just at this point, guys, this is where she loses me like immediately. <sighs> Here we go. He knew that she was out of his league and that she wanted a certain type of man and made it a point to constantly berate her and, and the standards she had for herself, guilting her into thinking that wanting more was a problem. I don't, I don't remember this. I just don't remember this. Uh, she finally falls in love with him. She loves this man so much that even the threat of losing her inheritance wasn't enough to make her end, make her end it. So, wh- all right. So backtrack, y'all. Y'all know that there was an episode where find where with Denise. I mean, I'm sorry, Denise, where Dwayne had to staple Whitley's um, apron to the to the little board and be like listen do you not remember that we kissed do you not remember that we had this moment are you going to act like you didn't have this moment Whitley was ignoring him she was like nah 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 it didn't happen she was in denial because for her she felt like he was beneath him still so I do agree with the article was saying Whitley felt like Whitley felt like she was lowering her standards right and so he finally kisses her with a, with authority because at this point he wasn't even really nerd like at this point. So keep in mind that's for further conversation um, down the road that he wasn't even nerd like he was he was getting his authority at this point. So he comes and grabs her and kisses her and be like you, you know remember that kiss remember that came from me remember Dwayne Wayne sis and he walks off. Okay, so now they've just agreed to like just be friends, right? So also, so now we go to other episodes where, you know, Whitley's like, oh, we're just friends, Dwayne. Don't think anything about this, blah, blah, blah. Actually, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to set you up on a date. So she sets her, she sets him up on a date with a chick and she's extremely jealous. So now is that Dwayne chasing Whitley? Nah, 
That's not. That's Dwayne going about his business. Like, listen, I, right, you don't want me. You want to, because at first he didn't want her to set up on a date. And then he was like, you know what? He spoke to Ronnie. He was like, you know what? Fine, because this chick don't want me. Whatever. I'm going to go on a date. He ends up liking the girl. He ends up liking the girl. They end up having a good time. And what does Whitley do? Whitley destroys the whole date. She's being mean the whole time to the point Julian is like, what is your problem? What is your problem, sis? So again, there's no, it's not really Dwayne chasing Whitley, to be quite honest. He was making himself known. He was making it aware. He was making it known that he liked her. And he, but he was not chasing her because he realized he knew that she was a woman of a different caliber, but he knew he had to go about it a different way with her. All right. So, you know, and then he goes away for the summer. Dwayne, being the smart person that he is, gets an internship in Japan. What what was Whitley doing, y'all? Because I'm just trying, I can't even remember what Whitley was doing in that, that summer when she came back and she was on the plane. So anyway, she's on the plane, she see Dwayne, right? Now, I don't know if I'm on the right timeline because I, I might not be, but I'm going to tell y'all, she said, oh no, that's where, that's where the attraction for her came was when she saw Dwayne on the plane coming back from the internship in his suit sitting in first class. So that's when she started liking him and she noticed him, but then she backtracked. All right. So now fast forward to her coming home from summer break the next season. All right. And she's just fantasizing about how she's going to get her man. Right. Because see, this is the man that she's been blocking the whole time. This is a man that she's been telling, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you. But at the day, end of the day, she did like him. So who was playing the games? Who was the trash? Who just wasn't being honest? Or who was just being a child? Because these people are only like 20 and 21 years old at the end of the day. So how are we going to call a 21 year old man trash? Sis, like what? He's in college and he's 21 and he's trash? Never. Anyway, moving right along. Um, so she's on a plane. She's saying, you know what? Um, I'm going to, what, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to get him. Da, 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 blah, blah, blah. Right. This is where I have to beg to differ with this girl because in her article, she says she was completely gone. He had her over the course of their relationship. Dwayne, the nerd transforms into Dwayne, the stud. He dresses better. He walks differently. He talks with more confidence. People listen to him when he talk, when he speaks. What is she talking about? Everybody always listened to Dwayne. That's why they would send people to Dwayne for him to tutor them. Like he was a coach. He was helping people get through in, on, on campus. Like, sis, go back and watch the show. Okay. They take him more seriously. They always took Dwayne seriously when it came to education. Um, I don't know if they took him seriously when it came to dating, but People did take Dwayne seriously. I believe that. And while no one will say it aloud, that respects that respect comes partially. So this is where she gets me. She says, while no one uh, no one will say it aloud, that respect comes partially or primarily from the fact that he is dating Whitley. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. I'm gonna say it again. Stop right there, sis. Um, <clears throat> do we not remember? That when Whitley got off that plane and put on that little tangerine dress with that um, suitcase for a purse, that Louis Vuitton suitcase for a purse, or it was like a Louis Vuitton caboodle. You don't, y'all know what I'm talking about. The little, the little, it looked like a makeup caboodle. Y'all know when she walked over there, right? That she opened the door and Kino was like, Kichimasa, how you doing? Now that 
that is what made that's what made Dwayne all the more attractive, all the more confident, all the more astute. People really started to recognize him as a stud. That's when he became a stud. It was bringing, it was going to Japan one and bringing home a fine ass woman too from Japan, some black woman from Japan named Kikukula. Okay. So that's really what it was, sis. That's what it was. It wasn't Whitley. Whitley didn't put that pep in his stud. Whitley didn't give him that arch in his back. Whitley didn't pull his shoulders back. No, it, it actually made Whitley stand up and be like, whoa. And let's go back to the fact that Dwayne had been writing Whitley letters the whole entire summer. And what did Whitley do? She wrote her letters, but did not send them because she is trash. At the end of the day, Whitley is trash. So it's like, if we're going to call Dwayne trash, we've got to call, we've got to call a spade a spade and call Whitley trash as well. Okay. So moving right along. So I'm telling y'all this, this whole article. mm, mm, mm. So then she goes on to say that Dwayne screws up the night before Whitley was headed off to her summer job in New York. And I don't see how Dwayne screws up in this. And I'm going to read this to y'all and then I'm going to give y'all my take. The night before Whitley is set to leave for her summer job, she overhears Dwayne talking on the fire escape with Ron about the doubts he was having about them separating for the summer. Ron challenges him, stating that if he really wanted Whitley, he wouldn't be given up so easily. This challenge attacks Dwayne's ego, sending him into a mini mantrum. Okay, so it wasn't a mini mantrum. Um, all of which is heard by Whitley. On the night of her departure, Whitley tells Dwayne that she was also she had also been thinking and she doesn't think that a relationship is something they need at the moment. Uncertain of what just happened and with his pride on the ground, Dwayne does the unimaginable. As she disappears into the dark, Dwayne, in one last desperate attempt to reclaim himself, screams after her, asking her to marry him. The season ends with Whitley stopping in her tracks, turning to face him, and the episode ends. Now, let's digress. When he was on the escape, when he was on the fire escape talking to Ron, yes, he was a little defeated, but also because we have to take into into play Dwayne's insecurities when it comes to to Whitley. He knows she's going to New York. There is these fine ass men with a whole bunch of money. Um, he knows what New York is given. He's from New York. So his insecurities start going into play because he's thinking, what is she going to want with me? This plain Joe. This how he sees himself still from Brooklyn. So he goes into his insecurities and he's expressing that with Ron and Whitley overhears that. But see what Whitley doesn't overhear is Ron saying, so, you know, you just willing to give up on Whitley like that, then you must don't love her. And then what Whitley doesn't hear is him saying, who said I don't love her? Who said I am? Who said I'm giving up? Well, if you ain't say it, if I ain't say it, then shut up then. So he went off. He went off on Ron and he walked off the fire escape because in his mind, he realized, what am I saying here? I do love this girl and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work. That's not a screw up, sis. That's him working on his emotions at 21, more so than any 21 year old I know. My son is 23 and he still can't work out his emotions like that right now. Oh my God, y'all, my anxiety level. Oh Jesus. Oh God. Oh God. Okay. So I don't even know if I can get through the rest of this. Whew. So anywho. He does propose to her. She accepts. All right. So then she says this. This is where it's like you guys to have receipts and I got receipts. And that's why I'm reading this through to y'all. And I'm just breaking this whole down this down paragraph by paragraph. So anyway, she says the following season opens with Dwayne and Whitney. Whitney. OK, that's the typo in the article. Y'all It says Whitney. 
Right. The following season opens with Dwayne and Whitney now living together in their new quarters on campus. Now, to me, the credibility of this article should now be slim to none. There is no credibility because if you really watched this show the way I watched the show, you would know that Dwayne and Whitley never lived together on campus like ever. Whitley lived at Hyatt Norm, um, Hyatt Hall. That's where Whitley lived. And Dwayne moved into Jaleesa and Whitley's old apartment with them purple ass walls and that ugly little um, lines on it with Ron. <sighs> okay. So anyway, she says, Whitley is chasing Dwayne around the apartment, demanding that he give her the ring she had been waiting for all summer. That's right. She accepted the impromptu proposal, Sans Ring, and it appears that the couple is happy. Now, let me tell you something. There's so many women out here. First of all, a ring is not anything. So if you saying that you cannot accept a proposal for something, or you can't accept a, a proposal from a man who you love wholeheartedly and unconditionally because he does not have a ring. There's a problem. There's a problem, sis. Because the ring does not make the rat marriage. The ring does not make the union. The ring is something that's just going to put that nigga in debt. So why don't you let him propose to you, sis, and then y'all can build on everything else after. The ring is for other people to see, not for you to see. That's for you to fan your hand and say, oh, look, he proposed. That's not for 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 you and him. That's for you to put your hand out to your girlfriends and, and flash your ring and post your little stupid ass Instagram posts. So anywho, guys, you know, I got to do the um, right and left nostril breathing when I'm doing this. Out through the nose. Okay. So, okay. So then she says, that's right. She accepted the impromptu proposal sans ring and it appears that the couple is happy. They are happy. It doesn't appear, sis. Everyone is getting along. Everyone is looking forward to the wedding. Dwayne is still the man. Life is good. And then Dwayne screws up again. Now here. Here is where we can say Dwayne screwed up. However, Whitley was a beast at this point in time. And it was very, very hard to communicate to Whitley because Whitley was having anxiety. Whitley was having panic attacks. She was going through because she's so used to being this perfect person, especially when it comes to her family. And she's and when she plans things, she's just very anal about these things. She's anal retentive. So she's going through all this anxiety and stuff. And I'm not giving her no excuses. I'm just saying this is what was happening. Dwayne was trying to reach out to her. She was not listening to him. She was not. She was shutting him out at the very same time that they should have been the closest. But again, we're talking about 21 and 22-year-old people, okay? So here we go. So she says, feeling as if he's missing something, he makes a decision to entertain another woman hours before his engagement party. He was not feeling like he was missing something. He was not feeling like he was being heard. He was feeling like he could not relate to the woman that he loved so much. So when he met old girl from General Hospital 
and they were sitting there talking about numbers and, and engineering and whatnot. It was something familiar to him. There was a common thing, a common, um, what's the word? A common, what? They had something in common. I couldn't think of that, that word. They had something in common. It was a common thing. So it made him comfortable. It, it, and she was listening and she was attentive because that's all he really wanted from Whitley was to listen. So what he, in turn, he does is he does betray Whitley's trust. So now that is where he does mess up. He did mess up. And and he's holding her hand and he's second guessing. But you know what? At the end of the day, that shit happens. And that's why you've got to let people go through their emotions. You know what I mean? You got to let people go through, um, work out their emotions, work out what's going on. And if it takes them talking to somebody else and, you know, I, I mean, without having sex, obviously, because if you have sex and whatever, but if you're talking to someone and you've got to like figure it out, okay, all right. That's what he did. That doesn't make him trash. Okay. That just doesn't make him trash in my eyes. So when you think about it, I'm going back to the article now. She says, when you think about it, Dwayne is the definition of the nice guy slash nerd who just wants to be your friend, but he really is just silently waiting for the right vulnerable moment to make his move. Why would you depict um, Dwayne like he's a rapist or like he is just some person who's going to sexually assault you or some somebody who's like lured you and manipulated you? all to beat you to a bloody core as soon as you got home from work. Like that is not Dwayne. So I'm confused. I'm confused on this. I don't think that these things were premeditated with him. You know, he wasn't silently waiting in the corner for, for, um, Whitley just to make his move. Like, I feel like him and Whitley kind of just fell into each other's arms and it just so, it just so happens. It was like being at the right place at the, at the right time is the way they got together. In my opinion. So he went from being her annoying, bothersome headache to being her goofy, dorky friend. That's what she's saying Um, to the man she fell in love with. Sounds romantic, right? Anywho, he watches her moves. He watched who she who she dated. He listened to her problems and made sure that he was the first ear to listen when she needed one. On the surface, it sounds sweet. But when you snap back and think about it, considering how it all played out, it's a little disturbing. Whitley then happens to meet a dashing young. Okay, so so she goes back and she's talking about how um, he they became friends after the breakup. So, anywho, I see that's the thing. I'm just, whew, I'm just trying to understand all of this. Like, anyway, so she goes back. She's saying like they became friends. They honestly did not become friends after the breakup. Whitley was very angry, um, um, even to the point where she started dating Byron. There was still tension. Okay, so and then you can also remember when Whitley slept with Dwayne and Dwayne was like, I got my baby back. And Whitley was like, you and your pink um, bathing suit, you got to go. You got to go because I feel like I'm supposed to be with Byron. Because, again, she's going she's she's looking at Byron is the level up. She never was looking at Dwayne as the level up, which she should have, because Dwayne, the love that Dwayne had for Whitley was the level up to be quite honest. So anywho, uh, he watched her, he watched who she dated. He listened to her problems and made sure that he was the first ear to listen. I I don't know what she's talking about. He was never listening on the surface. It sounds sweet, but then when you snap back and think about it, considering how it all played out, it's a little disturbing. When was she an ear to listen to? When when was he an ear to listen to about Byron? uh, Oh, uh, probably what she talking about when she was trying to date the guy from jail. I'm anyway, I'm lost. Anyway, she's now she says Whitley then happens to meet a dashing young aspiring 
senator who is completely in awe of her. They immediately hit it off and quickly land into a relationship. Byron wants nothing more than from her than her. She doesn't have to change who she is. She doesn't have to pretend to be humble. She doesn't have to settle to go or go without. It's a relationship she has always dreamed of. And before Dwayne, the kind of thing her dreams were made of. Soon after, Whitley gets engaged and Dwayne finds out he is enraged. Backtrack, sis. He was not enraged. He was heartbroken because he realized he made a mistake. That's number one. Number two is, um, this is how life works. There's always something like you always have these plans for your life. Like I should, this is how I'm going to do. This is my timeline. This is how I'm going to do it. Blah, 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 blah. And the way God works in your life is like, he'll present that to you, like everything that you had, but then he'll present you something like Dwayne. Dwayne is not all that he can be. He's not everything that's on your list, but you know, and you've experienced that Dwayne situation and it makes you feel 100, 100% complete, more complete than anything on your timeline that matches everything that you thought that you should be accomplishing in life. That's just how, that's just how things work. And that was Dwayne to Whitley. So, oh my gosh. All right. So, so again, for her to say that he was enraged, that wasn't the thing because he wasn't walking around mad. He was cool with Byron. He actually respected and revered Byron. <sighs> so anyway, Dwayne waits until the night before the wedding to make his move. And Dwayne did not wait until the night before the wedding to make his move because Dwayne slept with Whitley um, and thought they was getting back together. And she clearly broke his heart again and was like, nah, chief. Yeah, what we had was nothing. Um, we just friends. That's what it was. And he in turn said that to her. So that makes, he said the whole friends thing because she put him out when the kids came. So she was like hiding him. So he like got on the defense was like, you know what? It was nothing. We just friends, but they both was in denial. They both was in denial. So there's really, this is not a trash move on Dwayne. They both were in denial. All right. So he makes his way into Whitley's presence, back to the article again, by arriving unannounced at, to her home. And he makes this announcement of remorse and regret for all the things he has done. He must really love her, right? Because only a man truly in love would wait until the night before your marriage to another man to show up and apologize for hurting you all those months ago. All right. But so the thing is, we, we're going to keep focusing on that one little incident that Dwayne did to hurt Whitley. But we need to focus on how selfish Whitley is and how she was never really, um, she never really took into consideration Dwayne's feelings most of the time, which even if you go into their marriage, you will see there was a lot of times she did not take into consideration his feelings and his wants. It was always about what Whitley want and he had to live in Whitley's world. Um, and I'm, I will, if you want to, um, uh, argue with me about that, let's, let's do it. Cause I'm telling you, ain't nobody watched these shows more than me. So anywho, he tells her that the pressure she was putting on him before to do better was exactly the type of pressure he needed to get his act together, which is true. And suddenly on the eve of her marriage to man, to a man who doesn't need her to pursue him, he's had the epiphany. Whitley's eyes begin to tear up as she is now forced to once again remember what she was trying to forget. He then turns to her and asks her if they were all of if they were all of that to each other, why didn't the relationship work? He watches Whitley choke. Before she can answer, he jumps up in a whelp. That was fun manner. Nope, that's not what it was. He jumped up because he's 
again, realizing it was a mistake, realizing that she is the one. It's not a whelp that was fun manner, stating that he didn't know why either. Being sure to leave no corner unturned, he grabs the flower from the garden, kneels down on the knee, on one knee, hands the flower to Whitley and says, I always knew you would make a beautiful bride, Whitley Gilbert. He leaves, stopping only for a second to catch one more glimpse of a now emotionally distraught bride sitting in the garden crying. Now she's confused. No, she's not confused because Kim was trying to tell her the whole time, sis, are you sure you want to marry Byron? Like, you know, you still love Dwayne. She was, um, with, um, Kim would be, have been telling Whitley that all throughout the, that season. Now, you know, you love Dwayne, girl. You sure you over him? Are you sure? That was Kim. So Whitley wasn't confused. She knew what it was. She was trying to, she was in denial because of the level of clout that she would have gotten by marrying Byron. Anyway. And Byron was the perfect guy, like I said, that perfect thing, that perfect specimen on paper. But she knew that she was complete, 100% complete with Dwayne. Anyway, so she was already having doubts, but now what? She decides to go through with them with getting married. That's trash on Whitley's part. Because if you knew that that's how you were feeling, sis, why put on the wedding gown? Why walk down that aisle and then embarrass Byron? You knew how you was feeling. You knew that in your mind, you thought, now if Dwayne came to this wedding and he told me he want to marry me, I just might say yes. If that's how you feel, you need to take your ass out that wedding dress, sit your ass down, sit your crazy ass mother down and tell her this wedding is not going on. But you walk down that aisle and embarrass Byron. So again, who's trash and who's not? Anywho, back to the back to this crazy ass article. So uh, everyone at the altar has taken their place. Whitley has successfully been walked down the aisle. Her family and friends looking on in awe of how beautiful she looks. And then Dwayne makes his move. He had her cornered. Now she's cornered. Come on, sis. I can't. It was now or never. If he was going to be successful in his plan, he had to put on extra. <sighs> like what? Like she? This girl has really. I think she's mad at men. I honestly think she's mad at men because I don't understand how could, why was, I mean, I mean, it was extra, but it was extra for the good, for a good reason. Like what? He had to do something, anything to prove that he was the better man because his ego would not let him lose. It wasn't about ego. I think it was fear. I think it was panic that he knew that he was supposed to be marrying Whitley. Like he belonged in her life. Like they belong with each other. They were meant for each other. God built them to be together. That's what it was. So he did the unthinkable. And it's just, you know, you just got to know, like when the Holy Spirit tells you to move, you move. And I truly believe that the Holy Spirit rose up in Dwayne was like, boy, get down that island, get your woman. I did not create her for Byron. I created her for you. I honestly believe that's what happened. So anyway, he crashed her wedding, coming in, proclaiming his love in front of her and her family, all of her friends, Byron, all the constituents. And remember, remember that's when Marion was like, die, just die. <laughs> that thing cracked me up. So anyway, um, she's saying, so it says, don't marry him, Whitley, marry me, be my wife, love me, not him. So basically that's what he said. He cried, he screamed, he begged, he fought. Nope. He just said, baby, please. He didn't do all that. He just said, baby, please. And she said, I do. He was hoping that the public display of sincerity would win him the prize of having Whitley Gilbert as his wife and her words. No woman wants to see the man she loves cry. No, we don't, sis. But like that's that's, that's not enough for us to just uproot our entire lives. I just don't believe that. Um, with that said, 
Whitley looked at the man who had done nothing wrong, but love her apologized for wasting his time and then ran off to hug the man who fought for her love. But he didn't fight for her love. He fought for the right to call her his. He fought for his ego. <sighs> Whitley made the decision that a lack of black women, that sorry, not a lack. Whitley made the decision that a lot of black women tend to make when dating and picking partners. We allow our emotions and our need to see the potential in a person to cloud our judgment. We hear a good word from a slick tongue and see a glimmer in the eye that looks like a tear. And we are ready to throw away all of our common sense and all of our lessons that history has taught us in hopes that this time around it will be different. Certain opportunities only come around once in a lifetime and we will throw all caution to the wind for love. Love is beautiful when it is healthy and productive. Love is beautiful when it is grounded and mutual respect and uh, grounded on mutual respect and growth. Who knows who, what, or where Whitley would have been if Dwayne had seen her as a conquest, hadn't seen her as a conquest that needed to be conquered. Would she have ever met Byron? Would she have married someone else like him? Would she have ever gotten her dream of being the trophy wife? She's always dreamt of being, regardless of whether you agree with this type of lifestyle. It was her dream and she was allowed to want that for herself. Whitley was a challenge. She was difficult. Her demanding nature, her refusal to settle, her ambition, her firmness, all of which made the chase that much more exciting. He completely stripped Whitley of all of this she was, and she became a mirror of him. This is how most Dwayne's operate. Dwayne and Whitley's storyline was a toxic tale of a male's ego and the damage it can cause to a woman, to a woman if she's not careful and diligent in protecting herself. Don't be Whitley, marry Byron. All right, y'all. So clearly this woman, I don't even remember her name. What was her name? I don't remember. Let's scroll up. Clearly this woman, her name is Jennifer, Jennifer Renee. We're going to have to send up some prayers for Jennifer. I feel that, and you know, we can all, like, I'm not, this is no shade towards Jennifer. You know, I, I don't know who she is, but I just feel like we, like there's some anger. There's some, something bitter there. As to the reason why she wrote this, why she's just not right, why Dwayne's not registering with her, resonating with her. Um, I don't agree. I don't agree with the fact that Whitley was a challenge for him. Well, no, I will say Whitley was a challenge for him, but a challenge in a different way. So if you remember when they had, when she finally, when she finally got him and they had a dinner and they were sitting down talking, this was Dwayne said to, um, Whitley said, oh, please, um, Dwayne, you had no car. You lived in Brooklyn, blah, blah, blah. You was way out of my league. So, uh, you know, I realized I didn't want a bougie prince. I wanted someone like you, someone who was down to earth, understanding and just loved me for me. Not my money, not my looks, not nothing. Just love me for who I am and my craziness. She realized that. And what Dwayne said to Whitley was, nah, sis. What you saw in me was Kinu. And so that really, at the end of the day, is what happened with Whitley. It takes some time for you to see your goal, your accomplishment happening with someone else or happening to someone else um, for you to realize like, oh, wow, that is something that I want. That is that is a desire of mine. Sometimes that happens. And, uh, you know, it's just not to say, and it's not even to say that Whitley's trash, but it's like Whitley was a broken individual as, as far as learning herself. When she came to, um, and, and when she came to Hillman, she was complete and utter trash. And by the time she had been marrying, 
by the time she married Dwayne and was going on about her life, she had learned a lot. She had opened up. She had learned a lot about about education. She learned a lot about being black. She um she just she was she grew, and Dwayne helped her grow. Dwayne helped her grow, and Byron was the typical person that she should have been with, or she thought she should be with, like Julian. But then when you realize Julian, she just just like she thought Julian was the perfect specimen um, for her, he really wasn't. He was not open and attentive to her the way she thought he should be. And who knows who 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 can say that Byron would have been that? He's a politician. Byron would have been on them streets, and he'd have been trapped. You know, by the by the five years into their relationship, Byron would probably been cheating with the secretary. Okay, so like Dwayne was the one who loved her, loved her wholeheartedly. Yes, he made a mistake. Yes, he made a lot of mistakes, but they worked through them. Did Whitley make mistakes? Whitley damn sure made hella mistakes. And he was there to be, he was there to work with her every step of the way. He just had had enough at that point in time when he went out with old girl from General Hospital. And that's what just like put the icing on the cake. But at the end of the day, Whitley was always tripping out. Y'all remember when she put on that suit and went to the, um, when they was, um, protesting Yazar, whatever his, his name is, she, and he picked her up through her on the couch. Was like, here you are spouting all this non-suitical, pseudo, whatever, non-suitical, whatever, however you say that mess in my suit. And he was telling her to trust him, trust that I love you, trust that I will not hurt you. So he had to constantly keep telling her those things over and over in the relationship. So I mean. When I say this, and I don't, I don't talk through this whole. This is long, y'all. I mean, and I don't need, I don't blame y'all if y'all have stopped listening. But what I want to say is, calling Dwayne Wayne trash is just problematic as fuck because we're not taking into consideration that he is not even twenty three yet. Um, he's still learning how to make decisions. We're talking about doing adult like things like heavy ass adult things that most people are doing now in their thirties and forties at 23. Um, Whitley was not always attentive to Dwayne's needs as far as listening and hearing him and wanting to know his feelings and wanting to know how he felt in these situations because they were doing such big things at such an, at such a short span of time in life. So I don't really think that there's trash when it comes to that. And if we're going to call someone trash, the person that we might want to call trash and who evolved into a diamond or whatever you want to evolve into, whatever you want to evolve into after trash is Whitley Gilbert. So I say all that to say, y'all, I've, I mean, just talking that out was like writing in my journal. So my anxiety levels are low now. Um, uh, I mean, let me know. Send me a comment. Tell me how you feel. You think I'm wrong? Cause I don't think I'm wrong, but let me know if you agree with this chick, you know, let me know. I ain't going to hold y'all and going to let y'all hold me until next time. Y'all love y'all later.